Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest, and I am accompanied by this dashing young gentleman today who goes by Nellios. Um, is it okay if I call you Neil, or must I refer to you as the proper Nellios? Oh, either. But well, it's such a Nellios. It's just my name with IOZ on the end. I just right, okay. <laughs> I did used to have it N E L N E I L, and then the IOZ on the end. And then I was just messing around with it one time, trying to do a logo, and I left the I out by accident. Oh, no. I, thought, I thought, oh, that looks all right, actually. I'll keep it like that now. And I did use have an S on the end on Spotify. I noticed uh, that. Yeah, I was going to yeah, ask you about that later. It, it like, I think me, it's on it, What it If or me, something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it took me a little to, it took me, well, to decide on Bandcamp. It's just my name with IOZ on the end. So, so I could really call you whatever confusing. I wanted at this point. You'll just, as long as it oh, yeah. sounds good or looks good, you'll just, you'll just, you know, you'll change your name to anything. It. Now I know. Okay. So I don't have to worry too much about that. Well, okay. So we're going to go with Nilios and uh, I'll probably end up calling you Neil too, or maybe just O's or Oz or oh, Leo's yeah. or who knows. You're, you're Joe. I, 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 it could be anything. So, um, but anyway, so this is who I'm accompanied by today. You want to say hello to the people, Neil? Yeah. Hello. And yeah. It's, I've not done anything like this for about 20 years. So, Well, that's okay. I think steep. you're, 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 you're just, we're, we're knocking the cobwebs off that. So <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you are, you are wearing a shirt that will give you much great power. If nothing else, you can't oh, yeah. go wrong when you're repping death pigeon. You really just can't. So, <laughs> so let me ask you sort of a boring standard question here. We'll get it out of the way. Um, but I want to, I want you really to think about this because it's, it's kind of a serious issue. So. What is your stance on garden gnomes? Uh, well, I haven't got one, so it can't be. Can't be that strong? Um, is that because you yeah. have a strong anti-gnome sentiment? Or is it just not something that's been deeply on your I, radar? I don't think so. No, I think I'm more, <clears throat> I do like, I'm, I'm more into things that light up. So I've got things like I've got a, a snail in the garden whose eyes light up at night. It's so pallid. <sighs> That could be um, really cute or really creepy or both. <laughs> you just see these two glowing eyes be, in the middle of the garden. Yeah, it can be. If it's it like what, watching the telly and they glance out the window and it's like, you know, when, when it first got it, I'm like, what's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> I like that you just keep terrifying yourself slightly while you're watching TV. And then you remember that you've done it to yourself. So, okay, so not a strong feeling about garden gnomes one way or the other you don't love no. them you don't hate them no i don't think i've ever had them oh my goodness even, even maybe you're a, missing out child maybe you should put one <laughs> oh. on the snail hmm? well, we, we were just in the garden center today so next time we go i might bear go. it in mind because i've seen them there and then just name it Christina, and then I can glow okay. at you from the garden at night. Just my eyes will just be staring at you and freak you out while you watch TV. It's me and the snail. We're going to hang out. So, all right, fine. You know, you're, you're staying apolitical on the garden gnome issue. I understand a lot of artists don't like getting too deeply into that. But so, <laughs> thank you for indulging me. So let's get into it. So how long have you been in music, and how did you get into it in the first place? Because I know you have quite the long career in bands but i'm imagining it started even earlier than that uh yeah well i mean it it started from a recording point of view it started about 83 okay and it was me and a friend called tony and we had these two uh well he because i had not invested in any good well, i had but i'd sold it to get by because i was quite poor in the early 80s sure yeah <laughs> Um, 
so he had these like two like little they're like toy guitars almost, but they were proper steel stringed and okay. string. Um, and we had something called a Casio VL tone keyboard, which is the smallest keyboard. It just had little buttons. It wasn't like keys properly. It's little. Oh, it's almost like a keypad. Yeah, and and then we had uh, an Am an Amstrad double cassette. You know, and he used to be able to record something and then swap the tapes over and then record the backing that you just done. And uh, and oh after after a few times, it ended up you, you could hear hiss more than you could hear any music. But <laughs> You just became so, like a snake tribute yeah. band or something just <laughs> all the time. So, But wait, okay, so that's recording. But when did you first realize that you were into music to back up even further than that? Was it guitar that got you into it? Was it keys? Were you a kid? Were you a teenager? Um, it was drums to start with. Um, okay. I used to, uh, 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 um, I was into, well, uh, first of all, I was into a program called The Tomorrow People. Okay. Which is like, it's like a, a British sci-fi thing about people who communicated with each other telepathically. Um, but one of the guys out of that was in a band called Flintlock and they had a daytime TV show. And, okay. and this guy was a drummer and I uh, really had a passion to play the drums. Mm. Um, and we couldn't afford a drum kit. Uh, well, my dad said he couldn't afford a drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just couldn't uh, yeah. afford the the pain medication for the headaches oh, yeah. that the drum kit would cause. <laughs> but yeah, one way or the other, you so, did not get a drum kit. Okay, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of my friends over the road, um, he, man, he he got a drum kit one way or another, <laughs> and. So I decided to invest in a guitar because I could afford a guitar and, and I saw one secondhand on our school notice board. I think it was about 13. Oh, okay. So I bought, so I bought a, an electric guitar and an amp. And then, that, yeah, that's how I first discovered that I wanted to play things. Well, I couldn't play the guitar for absolutely ages. Okay. When, when we had it. And I didn't even know how to tune it. So we just made lots no. of noise. <laughs> Neither of us been that's, able to That's play kind of step well. one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to begin with the tuning generally, Neil. That's that's like a, a oh, pro yeah. move, just a little tip there for you. So, okay. <laughs> um, so then um, I had a couple of guitar lessons at school. I think I managed about three. And then they said I couldn't have the guitar lessons because they clashed with English English lessons, which was a core subject. So yeah, you the guitar lessons went... English, yeah. Um, but he did teach me 12 bar blues and like taught me a few chords and then, um, then I built on things from there really. Okay. And at what point, cause I know you are a, a big rhythm section guy. What, at what point did you get into bass then? Well, when I learned how to tune the guitar up, uh, I was more than playing chords. I was playing bass lines on the bottom strings. Oh, very cool. Um, it took me, took me a while to get, um, a bass guitar. And I think um, somebody actually gave me two bass guitars, and then neither of them worked. And I had a friend, <laughs> I had a friend who was into uh, electronics, and he managed to cobble these two bass guitars together, uh, and gave me something that vaguely worked. So he Frankenstein you a basically working bass guitar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well that's pretty handy. And was that a love affair right at the beginning too? Did you connect with that more than the than the guitar, or were you just still sort of um, mostly interested in drums at that point? Uh, no, I, I started really getting into the bass because I like the I like the feeling it gave him in, in your chest mm. when he played it. So you don't get that mm. with the guitar. When you play the bass, and you can get it nice and a nice tone on it, and you yeah. can just feel it. It's it's yeah. I, I like playing bass better than I like playing any other instrument. So I got um, that sense. Yeah, I got that sense. 
And I like the drums because you can you can let fly on the drums a little bit. Mm -hmm. Although I'm, I'm veering more towards using a drum machine now, because <laughs> especially in this weather. Oh well, is yeah. That... I mean, I see you have an E kit behind you. Is that a Roland or is that a? Oh yeah, it's a very very small Roland. Okay. TD one, I think. Oh yeah, it's a baby. <laughs> mm. It gets the job but, done though. Oh yeah, it is. You know that um, uh, one of my songs, "Making Fools Out of Us All," I use that rather than using the drum machine because I thought I'll play I'll play live on this one. And I used a drum plugin. And now uh, one of my friends said, once you discover drum plugins, you won't go back because you'd be able to make that kit sound like anything that you want to then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is it is pretty addicting. And and uh especially as a cover band, we we make good use of that. <laughs> you know, trying to pull in sounds that you wouldn't have otherwise. And then it's sort of like crap, how am I supposed to do that on an acoustic kit? So yeah, well, I have the feeling you'll go back and forth, you know, but it's uh yeah, I I I because I I remember you were in a couple of bands for like 30 years and you were mainly playing bass and drums in those, right? Yeah. Well, I, I started off, um, cause I, cause I didn't have a, a, a drum kit. I used to like, practice on like pots and pans and margarine tubs. <laughs> and then, um, Classic choice. I, I, I didn't know how it was all going to work out cause I still, I still couldn't afford a kit. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did this. We did this charity do. I can't remember what it was for. Now I think it was to save a church from being pulled down. Okay. Uh, actually, the funny story about that was we did raise quite a little bit of money for that. And the vicar who was collecting the fundraising money decided to, he just turned his back on the church and ran off with all the fundraising money <gasps> that everyone had and ran off to France. You're kidding! He but took your fundraiser money. Yeah, but luckily, luckily the church is still there. Bad vicar. Bad so. vicar. <laughs> Oh wow, that sounds like a movie. That really that that's a Jack Black movie, I think, right there. You know, like you have a band and they raise all this money to save the church, and then the vicar just steals it and goes to France. That's uh, I don't know. We'll have to work on the screenplay for that, Neil. You and I'll go fifty-fifty on it. So okay, okay. So the church is still okay. Um, oh yeah. But so so you. That was getting us to how you started in uh, in like Beyond the Pale and Melodrama. Yeah. Well, there was, a, there was um, a drum kit at this place we did, at the, some conservative club, I think it was. And there was a drum kit there, so that there was a band, there was a band playing, but they didn't have a drummer. So I, I just got up and just put into practice what I practiced on the pots and pans on a proper drum kit. Oh, that's so cool! And to my surprise, I thought, ah, okay, I can play a bit then. <laughs> it actually translated. So yeah. So and and I mean, did it feel natural after? Because I, I know with drums, so much of it is, you know, muscle memory, right? You know, yeah. and did you feel like you'd arranged your margarine tubs and your pots and pans so that when you went for the symbol, it was the symbol instead of the margarine? Or, you know, were you, or, or well, did it, I mean, I imagine it took a little bit of adjusting to play on a real yeah. kit. Yeah, and I had to keep a close eye because as, as I got on, I couldn't, I didn't have to look at what I was doing. I, could, I just knew what was there and where it was. Oh wow! Okay, that's pretty. So you got that. But, I, uh, but yeah, but I, had to, I still can't do that with a guitar. I can't play guitar and sing at the same time without looking at what I'm doing. I know a lot of people do that, but I really do find it impressive anytime anybody can do that. I mean, like I, for me, I think the pinnacle of impressive is singing drummers, but yeah. singing guitar players too. You know, I just I don't really understand how you're doing one thing here and then another thing here, and you're keeping both of it in in place up there. So. I'm with you. It's it's one of the good things about recording uh, 
on your own, I guess, is you don't have to play them at the same time. So, so were the bands that you were in, you know, through the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, were those originals, cover bands, bit of both, a mix? Uh, it was um, cover bands. But I thought okay. we did one. I think we did one or two, um, not cover bands, but original bands. We did one or two oh. cover versions of things. But oh, okay. And so I think we, that, yeah. I think there was one time when we did all cover versions, but that was because somebody booked us for their wedding anniversary. Oh and yeah, said, okay. Can you play this? Can you play this? You probably so wanted to hear things they knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I mean, were you writing? Um, songs for those bands too or were you mostly playing stuff that other members in the band were writing or uh well predominantly it was the singer when we first started okay um and i think we, we got we got together because it, uh, there was a community music group just up the road from where i lived and they decided to go down there um just just to see what was happening what, what was going on there and then they asked what i played and i said drums and still not being able to play very well they said, oh, I've got, um, there's a band looking for a drummer. Do you want me to introduce you for, uh, to them? And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, we, we had a rehearsal and they, uh, yeah, they, they like what I, was. I think they liked me because I was fast. <laughs> well, uh, they, you know, depending on what kind of music they wanted to play, that can be a, that can be a main criterion for picking a drummer. <laughs> so, so, okay, so you really, I mean, pretty much from when you started in music on, you've basically been doing originals all the way through. Yeah. See, that's interesting to me because a, a lot of musicians who've had longer careers, like at some point they do, you know, a long stretch in cover bands. It's kind of like, you know, and, and it's so, it's, I mean, how successful were these originals bands? Like, were you getting booked a lot? Were you able to really get out there and play? Was it? Uh... Uh, well, we, we had to do a lot of chasing uh, for gigs. Nobody, I, I don't think we had people ringing as well. Maybe once or twice if, if they were stuck. But no, we had, we had to go and chase, had to go and chase pretty much every gig that we had. Yeah, I don't think too much has changed there. <laughs> and, there and there always used to be, um, well, paid to play. So it, it depended on, if, so most of the time, we probably made enough for a taxi home each, oh, no. if we were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you go and you and you you play for hours and hours, and then you find out that you're you know, food tab and your bar bill is more, you owe the venue money. That's like, that's the worst feeling, but it happens a lot. So, so, okay. So you spent, you know, 30 some odd years in, in these bands. And then at yeah. some point you just decided, you know, within the last 10 years, I'm going to go it alone. What made you decide that you wanted to be a solo actor? Was it sort of a uh, circumstance or... Um, so that's a pretty big change to go yeah. from playing with other people for decades and then all of a sudden you just decide to do a solo project yeah well i did <clears throat> i did do solo stuff um before about uh mid late 80s okay and then and then and then they got with then then i got with beyond the pale in the late 80s and that that carried on till about early 90s and then it morphed into then it morphed into cafe assassin it was still the same members oh okay the, the band yeah, just yeah, they just wanted to take the Irish element out of it because I thought because there's two English members and two Irish members, then it wasn't there was something a bit more generic. Okay, um, and something and, with assassins and and brunch for the cafe. <laughs> so oh <yeah>. okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then and then that that carried on for a long time uh, with cafe assassin, and then it it started that started fizzling out a little bit. Um, mm. 
because we had people leaving and and for for a while it was that just two of us and um, I think we we did a, a studio album and that was it started off me playing drums and bass and then and then Rob doing all the guitars and then we drafted another drummer in but we knew that we couldn't have him full time because he was in another band <laughs> yeah that's always the way and then and then then we then we drafted in another drummer who was a bassist from another band but he wasn't he wasn't very good at drums. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem so yeah so he went and then, then then we got another we got another drummer and the strange thing about the other drummer that we had who's who, he was really good at what he did but i always wonder why he played a left-hand kit because i was looking at him and he was writing with his right hand okay <laughs> and he said, i always thought you were left-handed and he said no just the only kit i had to learn on was a left-handed kit so that's the only oh, no kidding. It, yeah. <laughs> so he taught himself to be a lefty drummer that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool okay <laughs> Okay, so and then and then at some point after that there was Velodrome, and then you just decided to yeah. do the the Nelios project and well yeah I mean but what happened with um, with Velodrome it, we started at, started out with it was we only did one gig with Velodrome we used to practice every week uh, okay. and we got and we got really uh, proper solid and the um, everything was really sound and tight and really good and I was really enjoying the music. And I think we did one gig and we were just about to go in the studio and then I got really seriously ill and mm -hmm. I went into hospital with stomachache and it turned out to be bowel mm -hmm. cancer. So mm -hmm. I had the, um, I went through that for about two years because I, I was recovering then it came back and then he had another operation mm -hmm. and after that one, fingers crossed, yeah. everything's okay. I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah, I, I, I remember but, reading that and thinking, oh geez. So, okay, I didn't realize that but, was what cut... The band but, short, okay. Yeah, but well, um, they split up while I was ill, <laughs> so I wasn't there to mediate between them. Oh no! So by the time you um, got back, it was done. Okay. Yeah, oh. and then we, we were trying to get, uh, you know, um, the guitarist who left, and we were trying to get trying to get him to come back in the band, but he didn't. He, he wasn't having any of it, and then um, I decided to just. Uh, I had I'd had a couple of songs on the back burner for that band. Mm. Um. And, I thought, and also somebody gave me a recording studio because it, it had broken. <laughs> I was getting, doing that, getting two broken basses to start with, and then somebody gave me a broken recording studio. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so they said, they said, you can keep it. If you can get it fixed, you can keep it. So I took it to this place. He said, he needs a new coil. And he said, yeah, that'll cost you about 40 quid, but it should work all right after that. And then you were ready to go. Yeah, that was my first introduction into digital recording as well. I had a little task. I had a little task cam cassette four track before that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you were slightly familiar, but it, that's. I mean, that's a, a much bigger scale. Well, I think, once you... it's slightly. Yeah. Um, no digital. I found that really hard to get my head around. Mm, mm -hmm. And also, you think if you become experienced at one studio, if you get another one, it'll be the same ball game. But no, it wasn't, and it was the same make as well. <laughs> I had to relearn technology just yeah just on. yeah okay so all right so so this the, the, that's a um that's quite a that's quite a road <laughs> that you took <laughs> to get from one place to the other again I'm so glad that you're healthy and uh, and you're well and that you're still making music because you have um you have you have a very distinctive sound to me and I've been trying to figure out how I would describe it and I can't do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I think is a very good thing. No, because I mean, I'll, um, you know, as I always say, when I prep for these shows, I'm, I'm listening to everything that's on Spotify. I'm listening to everything that's everywhere. And so, you know, even if it's older stuff and, and not really part of the band as it is anymore, um, I like to see, you know, the, the, the thumbprint from one place to the other. And I'll, you know, in listening to all of your music, um, you know, I'm hearing Beatles in places. I'm hearing big band. I'm hearing Chicago. I'm hearing Elvis Costello. I'm hearing Tom Jones. I'm hearing the monkeys. I'm hearing jazz. I'm hearing like all this <laughs> stuff. And, and it, it is that, do you feel like you have a signature sound? Not that all your songs sound the same. That's not what I mean. But I mean, you you definitely have an aesthetic um, and, and a specific, you know, type of music that you're making that isn't specifically a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. It's not pop. It's not rock. It's not jazz. It's not blues. But you have all of these elements in different songs. So how much of that is intentional? Is it just kind of like you write your songs and then you end up just having this... Um sound that all comes together or well <clears throat> it, <clears throat> a lot of it depends on um, on what i've listened to because then oh, I, okay. I, I, I listen to a lot of jazz. i mean i used to hate jazz when i was when i was younger my dad was well into jazz and he used to put jazz collections on and like grimacing listening to them <laughs> and then I, I sort of got got into it a bit more a bit later on because i realized how intricate it all was and mm -hmm. that that held an appeal to me yeah uh, i think i think my singing voice because I'm not really, I'm never happy with the way the vocals turn out on things because I don't think I'm that good at singing. I, th I uh, think a I'd, lot I'd of always... singers feel that way, you know, uh, that it's just, it's. I know I do about my singing that I'm always like, oh, you know, it, it, and it sounds good to me in the moment. And then mm -hmm. I listen back and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> that's not what I wanted it to sound like. So I think that's a pretty common yeah. feeling. I think it sounds good when you're actually doing it, it sounds all right. And then when you listen to it back, you're thinking, no. It didn't sound like that when I was singing it. <laughs> well, that's it. But that's it exactly, though, right? And I think that's part of the 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 gift of being um, a musician who plays mostly live, you know, because it's 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 ephemeral. You know, you sing it and it's out there, and the audience hears it, and then it's gone. But now everything's on yeah. cell phone camera, you know, or you're in the studio and you're laying it down or whatever. And then it's you just. I I also think the ear is looking for errors when you listen back. I mean, especially as someone who's ends up being your own producer, you know, you've kind of got to go back in there and go, Oh, I would fix this or I would fix mm -hmm. that. But I mean, I, your, your voice reminds me a lot of Elvis Costello. I, I don't know why. Um, yeah. Someone else said that to me. In fact, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, when I, was, I did, a, I did a little CD um, and uh, I was still living in Manchester at the time because I'm in, I'm in the middle of England now rather than the North. And um, I managed to sell a few copies to people at work. And then uh, somebody said, can I give it you and have my money back? And they said, yeah, didn't you like it? And he said, no, you sound like an American Elvis Costello to me. I don't like it. <laughs> well, geez, that's... Um, that's... So I was quite pleased at the thought that I sounded like Elvis Costello. Yeah, I, really I like mean, Elvis well, Costello, but, but I, I, I guess I can understand if if it's that specific and it's not somebody that they would ordinarily listen to, but geez, just keep the freaking thing. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it That's so rude. Um, and yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't approve of that. That's not nice, but uh, okay. But I'm glad you took the good 
message from it. Like, okay, I'm all right with sounding like that. <laughs> if that was his problem, then I'm okay with that particular problem. So, 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 okay. So in terms of the sound, if you've been listening to, you know, like a Beatles or a Stones or a, or this or that, or if you've been listening more to jazz, that's kind of what drives where you go with your originals. And, and is that yeah. something you're doing to listen, to get inspired, or is it just, you're listening to music and then, okay, it's time to sit down and write something like how, how, you know, um, do you have like a schedule of when you write or is it, is it as the inspiration strikes you? As the inspiration strikes. It, it, the thing about it is as well, the inspiration strikes and usually when um, I'm not in a position to be able to get anything down <sighs> or in a position to pick up a guitar. Oh, um, but I think you can develop this thing where you can have a melody in your head and then you mm. can, you can sort of like work out the chords behind it in your head mm -hmm. and then, and then sometimes you can get home and, and play it and think, no, that's not right at all. <laughs> do you ever hum it's it into your either. cell phone or anything just to get it down so you don't forget it or you're pretty good at keeping it in your head? Well, I always go off the thing that if, if I'm humming something and then I've forgotten it an hour later, and I think if it's not going to stick in my head, it's not going to stick in anyone else's. Oh, that's a really interesting so point. Okay. I try, so I'll try, and, I'll try and hold it. And then if I can remember it, then I'll... And it's worth... Actually, I'll, I'll I really like idea. that. That's really smart because it's true. If it, if it's memorable, you'll remember it. <laughs> and if it's not, you won't. And then maybe not worth writing. That's cool. That's a, that's a really good attitude. I like that. So, okay. So you, you do everything yourself. Yeah. Okay. So all the drums, all the bass, all the guitars, all the singing, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I use a couple of cheats. I use a, I use a drum machine now and again. You're still trying doing it <laughs> yeah. yeah i still yeah. um yeah i mean i still i don't use any of the preset ones i still program the beats into the drum machine right exactly um and but um i do that if, if i'm worried about going out of time okay although, although people don't really notice and, and if you play drums live and i said did i hit that beat late then i said no right. i didn't notice it <laughs> right and i thought yeah, i'm sorry I hit that beat late then <laughs> um yeah recording is a different beast but yeah but I, I do, yeah, I do most of it myself. Um, I've got, okay. with, with the keyboards, um, I've got a, an effects pedal so I can make it, it it'll sound like a keyboard. I so, was wondering and, about that. Okay. And do you also yeah. have some woodwind so, stuff programmed on pedal too? Like you have a, there's a, I don't yeah. remember which song it is, but you have one that, that has almost like an oboe feel. Yeah. To it. Yeah, um, yeah that's done on the, yeah, that's um, done on the uh, effects. Okay, so that's a pedal. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so and and I, I was and, I was surprised how realistic that sounded. It's it's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty good. Because I I'm I'm only I was only thinking, what is the likelihood that he actually plays the? <laughs> <It's> almost, <laughs> like maybe he does, but I'm I'm wondering if that's a pedal. And okay, but oh. yeah, it is very convincing. Um, I like to be able to play the uh, the oboe. I've had a go at trying to play saxophone. And that's like, I don't like the way that makes your lips feel low. Your lips just go like, like numb. It's, it's like, it's I, like being I, yeah, injected I played the clarinet dentist, for a long the, time. It was the, yeah, same kind of thing. You just in the wood, but uh, well, maybe you can get somebody to give you a, a, a broken oboe or something. And you get, <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be, you know, the way that you, yeah. that you get everything that ends up working. So, okay. So there's just, I have so many questions because you have so much that you do and you, you, you're fairly prolific. So um, I, I wanted to get, I love asking this question because every time I ask it, I get a different answer. Um, even though you would think it couldn't be all that different, but 
what is your songwriting process? Like if you are, um, do you, so you said you sort of get like a melody line or a riff in your head and that's the thing that you build from, or since you are originally a drummer bass player, mm -hmm. do you get a groove first or is it depending on the song? Uh, it, it, it depends a lot on the, on the song and because sometimes you can, um, uh, one or two times it's happened where I've just thought of a line of a song in my head and I think, oh, that's a killer line. And then I'll build around that and try, okay. and, uh, I'll try and incorporate that. Um, uh, a lot of the time, a, a lot of the time I get the rhythm for something first mm. and I'll get something and I get a nice beat going in my head and, yeah. um, and then, and then I'll add, you know, that, put a bit of bass behind that and then, yeah, so I think it's the rhythm section generally comes first and then I build on. Okay. There. That makes a lot and of then, sense to me given where you started too, you know, and then, you would hear then, the groove first. And then lyrics generally last. Although I used to write lyrics first, but that okay. was because was I lived in a shared house, um, like a multi-occupancy house, and I didn't okay. want to wake anyone up. So I used to, well, sometimes, oh. I, sometimes I was a bit evil and used to, practice drums <laughs> if you were in a bad mood or something <laughs> you just sit there and start with the drums at three in the morning just ha -ha. okay yeah and I'm, I'm i want to come back more to to the the songwriting process but you mentioned your lyrics and your lyrics are you have some stuff that is really funny um you know and then like um uh, like racing from Chester, you know, I, I saw the, um, and you know, I saw the, the title and I was like, Oh, you know, I wonder what that's going to be. And I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, because if you haven't heard it, it's worth listening to But you. That was either you were, it was really late at night or you read something really weird in the news or you had a really strange dream. But I mean oh. like that was just so funny. You well, know, I'm listening to it going, what is he? where did he get this idea? Um, that that came about. Was one of my friends um, did a play, and he um, it was, it, he, um, it, he put it on at this uh, theatre. Okay, we've got a, we've got a pub in Manchester called the King's Arms, and the top floor of it's a theatre. Oh, a that's cool. Theatre. Okay. So this play was about horse racing, but it's more about somebody who was addicted to gambling, and, okay. and got in a whole load of trouble for being addicted to gambling. Okay. And uh, he wanted a soundtrack like horse racing okay and then and then we've had all these commentators in so i had all these people uh, one or two sort of like locally famous actors around my house as well doing these voiceovers of horse racing and then i got like these various horse racing sounds from the internet and the things like the traps going off and yeah. i fed that in behind it and gave him a cd and he used that as a play and so i thought i'd, I'd just cool. write a bit of a sketch to go behind it yeah, it's not the first comedy sketch I've written. Though. So I'd, I'd, we did have a brief stint there with me and someone at work writing comedy sketches. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it had a very Monty Python yeah. kind of <laughs> um, uh, of uh, mentality to it. But yeah, you guys, if you if you don't know the song "Racing" from Chester on the Dandelion album, you've <laughs> go sit and listen to it because you're you, at first it's going to be like, oh, okay, this is interesting because you know I'm, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is going to go into like something that just sounds like a race or something that's really fast. I'm like, no, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciated that. But so, so, you know, um, so a song like that, or, you know, 
a, a piece like that. I don't know if you would call it a song, but um, you know, it very funny. And then like Helen, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm listening to the lyrics to that and going, okay, there's, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of humor in that too. It's darker. Um, and for, for those who, who don't know the song, um, the premise of it is talking about, um, just sort of the dichotomy of, of a relationship, right? Where somebody is your, you know, your sunshine and your storm and, you know, your sunny day and your wet weekend. And then, and that the person can be both sides of that coin. And I remember thinking, um, I wonder if he wrote this for someone he knows, and I wonder what she thought of it. Oh, right. <laughs> if, uh, if, if you did. No, it's funny how that came about. Actually, that was that was another half baked idea that I had, and it was supposed to be for a musical. Okay. And and, and so there were I, I, I did write a, a few songs for it, and then I started trying to write the script. Hmm. And the the premise of it was. Is, is that, you know, when I had this idea that, that when you die and you either go to heaven or you go to hell if you're religious. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's that it forever. You've got no chance of redeeming yourself when you go to hell or if you go to heaven and suddenly decide, right, I'm just going to go on off day here and that piss people off for the fun of it. Uh, but you still stayed in heaven. You wouldn't get cast down. So Helen was a halfway house between heaven and hell. So it's like heaven and hell spliced, if you like. Mm-hmm. But but so so you know those songs have a lot of humor you know and then you've got some lyrics that are really intense really dark you know really um, regretful and angry and longing and um, I would say the bulk of your lyrical catalog is more in that vein um, yeah. you know and and as I always say we talk about mental health a lot on this show but I I really felt like okay, you know, the funny stuff is very funny, but I feel like as an artist, lyrically, this is more of who you are. And it seemed like, mm -hmm. especially with the Dandelion album, it seemed like you were working through a lot. Um, and again, I, I never know how personal people want to get, so feel free to answer that as deeply or as, as surface as you want. But um, yeah, you know, I mean those are, those are some intense lyrics that you've got. Yeah, I, th I think the thing is that, because I'm normally... I'm normally, you know, quite a happy person and satisfied with life, and I don't expect too much out of it. Okay. And and I think that I think the dark side of the lyrics is just the dark side, the darker side of my personality being channeled in that way. Mm. So it's never it's never really never really based on anything that I've I've lived through particularly. Okay. Or or any any relate well one or two might be hinged on relationships. And and some of them are hinged on on watching other people. Like there's um, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I, uh, so like there was one I did. Um, yeah, it's it, and um, it was on because I put an EP out called Dark EP because the lyrics mm -hmm. were veering towards a very dark. Mm -hmm. And they're talking that about it, and was, a lot of people thought that was about suicide, but that's actually about self harm. That's where the razor across the wrist coming from, mm -hmm. um, because I was aware of so, someone who used to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, it's just like just things I observe. It's even things that I watch on on TV or in films, and and okay. yeah. And, but I, I just use it to maybe exercise demons and get mm -hmm. the dark side of my personality out without actually it manifesting itself in 
in your day-to-day life. It, yeah. Yeah. That that's interesting because it it um it it feels personal, you know, so I'm surprised to hear that most of it is observational or invented or kind of borrowed from someone else. I mean, especially, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, uh, there are, there are themes of abusive relationships and um, you know, being made to feel less than or unworthy or having, mm-hmm. you know, wasted away your love and your life on someone who didn't, you know, treat you the way you should be and like that that's all pretty um, I guess you you have um, oh, yeah. friends with a lot of <laughs> a lot of difficulty, <laughs> or you yeah. just watch a lot of really sad TV. But uh, I'm, it's interesting to me how you manage to uh, put yourself yeah. into it, even if it's not coming from your life. A good, uh, I mean, a good bit of it is um, you know with other people's relationships, who I know as well, mm. and especially when you get the relationships where one side's having a bad relationship, and I've had I've had people confiding in me because you know I'll just sit there. And I won't. I won't even tell them what to do or offer any advice. I'll just sit there and listen, listen. to them, just so they can offload it all. That's the best thing to do most and, um, of the time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so some of it must come from that as well, especially mm. on the on the relationship side of things. Okay. You know, and so, I've, had, yeah. I've, I've had bad bits of relationships. I don't think it's fair to say I've had particularly bad relationships. But just bad bits, and okay. some bits were so bad that you ended up. <laughs> not wanting the relationship anymore. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's like a little bit of pee in the pool. You're still not going to go swimming yeah. even if it's just in that <laughs> one corner, but so I wanted to before we play off the ground, I wanted to talk to you about this song a little bit. I love this song. Um I love the groove. Um I just I love the horns and you use a lot mm-hmm. of horns in your songs, which I think is really cool and I'm is that are those keys or those is that horn samples? How do you do that? Oh no, that's on the guitar again. It's on the oh, um, pe- on, okay. on, on, on the pedal. And um It's amazing. Yeah, you've got to be very careful though, because if you just slightly if you're playing anything, if you just slightly touch another string, it'll it'll just sound it off at the same volume yeah, as you're everything done. else. I got to be yeah. 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 No, so it's really got, good. It's really you, you're clearly careful because I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> I didn't hear any horns melting or anything like that. So 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 I mean, so you 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 have to go back and you do the horn parts after you've laid down, I'm assuming drums, bass, guitar, yeah. or okay, yeah. Yeah, I think the horns I know the, the vocals always go on last because I always dread doing the vocals more than anything else. <laughs> So many musicians that I interview say that. So many of them are like, ah, oh, you know, I, I hate to sing or I don't like the vocals or I don't like my vocals or I wish I didn't have to do. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but uh, but okay. So so tell tell me a little bit um about um off the ground and 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 sort of where you got the idea from that, what it's about. Um, because it's it's a, it's very catchy and it's really well produced too. It's got a lot of oomph to it. Oh. Oh, because I always thought that, yeah, I was, I was under the impression that the production let me down a little bit on the, because I'm not, I'm still not au fait entirely with the process of it and, and what sounds okay. good. So uh, I, I tend to, I, I tend to use the um, EQs and I'll give you a, a master thing and say, what do you want this to sound like? And then I'll, I'll put okay. that in and I'll use an automatic thing. In fact, off the ground, that distro kid gave me one free master thing, and I put it through that, and I was listening back to it. And thought that sounds really good. 
but it cost me a hundred hundred dollars to <laughs> if I want to do it again. But you get unlimited, either. you just pay a hundred dollars once and it'll master every every song that you do. Oh, but I don't, I don't have a hundred dollars to throw away at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at least you know um, that at some point, if you do, it'll it'll you'll like what what they do with it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good taste. So that one was for free. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> no, it was, it was um, completely worth it. I'm surprised to hear that you thought the production let you down on that. What, 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 what well, about not, it? Yeah, not let me down. It's just that I always like run things through and, you know, what are the production things sound like? And I always think that people manage to get a bit more space, in, you know, like so you can hear every single instrument that's going right. on. And right. I know with that, I know with that song, I was listening to it because there's a, there's a bit on it where on the bass and I do an octave. And it's like go ding 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can only mm -hmm. hear the top notes. <laughs> so it just looks like I'm, I'm doing. It just sounds like I'm doing an offbeat. So I'd love see, to be it's able funny to... because I, I, that's one that I listened to the first time in my car, and I felt like I heard both parts. So maybe it depends on where you're listening to it too. You know, yeah. the, the car speaker test to me is you know whenever I used to go in studio and record anything, it'd be like, okay, it sounds great in the studio. Let's mm -hmm. go get in the car and see what it really sounds like. So. Maybe you'll like it better if you listen to it in your car. All right, but, uh, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll not listen to that one in the car. Yeah, right give it a try because I I didn't I don't remember here. I I remember noticing the baseline on that song because it's so much of the groove, you know, and um and you know, and I I I heard everything very cleanly. I heard the horns, I heard the bass, I heard the drums, you know, the vocals, the harmonies, everything. So. Yeah, give, give give it a go. So, but before, okay, f no further ado, <laughs> let's let's run the song off the ground.
So <laughs> hopefully you, uh, you, you feel better about the baseline <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> either from this or from, you know, when, when you do listen to it in your car. So, I mean, that song, I, I'm not exactly sure in the timeline where that was, that's not an old, old song, but it's not your newest either. It's not, it's not my newest. Um, it's, it's a reworking of one that I um, did for my band at the time, Coffee Assassin. Only I changed it. I changed the hook round. Uh, what was after when I did it originally? It was after I was after sort of grooves in the heart type feel for it. Okay, the delight some, song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something that people could dance to. And then when I redid it, I did it with that riff, and I thought I don't like this riff now. And, and originally it was played on the saxophone, and I, I, I tried to do it on the on the brass bit. You mean the you mean that yeah that's yeah. the well but but okay so you didn't you didn't like it was it it was because it was on the sax though that you didn't like it um no i, I just didn't think it fit with because I, I slightly i slightly rearranged it and um okay and then yeah it didn't it didn't seem to fit the original hmm. the original thing so that, that's how so so the, the 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 hook on it is brand new and the lyrics are brand new as well I, oh okay I'm completely uh, completely rewrote the lyrics to it uh, just to add it just to bring it so that it was a bit more generic because the old lyrics i wrote for it it was a song called bigger and better and it was about you know the, the you know the people's impulsion to have the have the next big thing okay i got you, you know, grass is always uh, greener it, like yeah. always chasing okay okay you know and i was used to be of the mind you know especially with the, a couple of people at work and so now I watched Titanic on Blu-ray, and I just said, uh, "Well, I watched it on a normal DVD, and it still sank." <laughs> and then so, like, still in the water. Yeah. So it might not have been in Blu-ray, but I hear you. So you're you're kind of um, you you don't fall in for all of that, all the bells and whistles, and uh, no, well, now and again. Well, you are human, but it doesn't yeah. sound like that impresses you more than it should. So that, no. that's interesting. I mean, I, I think in terms of your music, how does that factor in? Do you keep it? Because you everything that you put in clearly has a place. You know, you're clearly careful about making sure that each part has its sonic space. Um, yeah. You know, do you, I mean, you've got the, the, the tiny, you know, TD1, you've got, you know, 
you you seem to sort of you know break make do with your broken bass and your broken recording mm. studio. But like, oh, I, no, mean, do you, I know they're better, fixed. Yeah, but <laughs> I got a be- I got a better bass now. I got a, I've got a couple now. I was, in a so, bit, <laughs> I was I was a position where I, I could um, overhaul a lot of my musical stuff. Get so a lot of the yeah. stuff out. Yeah, but so, I mean, do, uh, do you do you feel like that sort of um, carries into your music that you're not? chasing a particular sound you're not trying to get the thing that's on the radio right now you're not over producing it overdoing it with anything or are they just completely separate you're you know off music life and you're in music life uh well this is the thing is i don't i don't listen to an awful lot of of new new stuff Mm. i think the newest stuff that that i've heard is uh with being in the um being in the band together and listening to all all the bands on there. Yeah. You know, yeah. The oh, there's I mean, endless music. <laughs> yeah. There is. There's, there's enough to keep me going. So, so I've got a few playlists I listen to when I'm driving along that are compiled. And then and so I tag people in them because I know that <laughs> it gives them a few more listens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I've got one or two favourites on that as well, like the Anger Overdose. I mean, that's when they did that song 1999. I just, my yeah. eyes popped out and heard that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, and and it's um, yeah, it's always cool when you have a song that like a band that has a sound, and then they add in like Militia joined and did the vocals, and it was like, oh, this yeah. is a whole other album. Yeah, so I could see why you'd like that too, because you like to rework things too. So having something new on something that you know isn't an existing paradigm, I could see that kind of lighting your brain up. But uh, but what so what what um you know what. I hate to call it popular music, but like what, what signed bands, bands on the radio are you listening to? Is it mostly older stuff since you, you know, or do you even bother <laughs> with the radio um, anymore? Oh yeah, we have the radio on. We have this uh, station called Greatest Hits Radio and they're pretty much 70s, 80s, 90s. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you can't so go wrong that, with that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what's on in the house most of the time. Okay. And, and in, in the car sometimes as well. But it, it, it depends who's um, it depends who's driving as well because if my stepson's driving, then I have all sorts of things in there. And um, oh, what was he? What was he getting me into? I can't remember what he was getting me into. There was something. Um, it, it got me into Metallica a little bit. Okay, not not exactly new, uh, but <laughs> that was good. No, and then had you not you'd not listened to Metallica before? I mean, they've been around for yeah. you know, since the Earth cooled. So not 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 the songs he was not, not the songs he was playing me. No, I did just the more okay, you know, the, yeah, the, the, older just, stuff and Justice for Us. Yeah, yeah. That, like the yeah back in the day era, the the, the golden years. <laughs> yeah, and then there's okay. another band. There's another oh, band he got me band. into. It wasn't it wasn't Limp Biscuit. It's another one beginning with L. I can't remember. Uh, Dua Lipa. Oh, that's uh, begins with a D technically. Yeah. I guess. No, quite, L. Quite, that's quite a pretty broad category. <laughs> <laughs> we could turn this into like a nine hour interview and just name every band I can think of that starts with an L. But uh, so, okay, so he, but he, it sounds like he's not necessarily into super, super current stuff either, which is good. I mean, the kids do sort of teach us music that we might not otherwise yeah. listen to, but uh, but it sounds like he likes some. If not older music, older bands at least. Yeah, at least Metallica. <laughs> I think I think it works like that with the with the parents though, because you know my dad got me into like the Rolling Stones and and Queen. Okay. You know, and he, oh. he liked he liked those. Is that what you besides the jazz? Is that kind of what you grew up listening to? Was the Stones and Queen and? Yeah, and well, and jazz and uh, <laughs> Cliff Richard on my stepmom's side. 
I don't think I Which know I who that is. I wasn't that keen on. Uh, Cliff, I'm just trying to think if he, yeah, because I have to be aware that a, a lot of a lot of big bands in the, the, the Cliff Richards is all like English Elvis, if you like, or he was. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's still, right. he's still he's still going strong now. He's in his 80s now, I think. Okay, that's. Uh... That's some longevity there, but, but uh, yeah. okay. So but, you, you, you most, you didn't dig that too much when you were a kid though. You were <laughs> more drawn to the stones and the, and yeah, yeah. The queen. I oh. mean, you, you can't, you can't go wrong with queen. Oh, no. What a time to be alive. But I was, I was more, um, yeah, I was more into, I was more into the people who were a bit more, a bit more out there, you know, a bit more, a bit, a bit different. So like Elton John and, uh, do you mean different musically, different personality-wise, both? Because, I mean, Freddie Mercury, Queen was both. You know, they were out yeah. there in every way you could be out there. They were. So, like, what are what other kinds, what kind of out there do you mean? Well, the, just the, the personalities that came across. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the, and you had, you had different kinds of it as well. So with the, with the Stones, because there was always a bit of a Stones and Beatles rivalry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and they're both... They were both out there. They were just both out there in a different way, weren't they? And it was, uh, mm -hmm. so, so like the Beatles went all hippie-ish. And I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the Stones ever going through that sort of a phase. They they did but, have uh, one album that, like, even the cover just completely bit Sergeant Pepper's. But yeah, I think for the most part, yeah. the Stones had a sound and they stuck with it. You know, the Beatles kind of they went through every different genre they invented some they mashed a bunch together so i mean and is that are you it sounds like you you're more into like rock like straight rock than yeah. the, the quote hippie stuff <laughs> 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 the hippie stuff that they did yeah i mean it's a, i think the closest i got to the hippie stuff was one that i did called burnt which is a bit indiany and that okay. was that was that was another one where I, it's got a sitar which is again the, the effects yeah, yeah. No, that that and that then, I really like that one actually. Um it it's um and and it, it, there's a there's a sitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> right, which you don't you don't hear a lot. Um but I I I I like that you are using the pedals to good effect. You know, it it gives because it, it does sort of add to genre, you know what you're doing. It's you've got some of the stuff that has more of like that, um, you know, loungy kind of feel like Helen, mm -hmm. you know, and then you've got stuff that, that does have that more Chicago kind of feel with the horns, like off the ground. And, and there are, there are a bunch of them that you have that, that have horns in them. And, and I, I like that you use them judiciously too, because it can be a little much if it's all horns all the time, but I yeah. mean, and then, you know, and then to have a song that, that features the sitar, you know, I mean, what did you sort of strike out looking to do like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write, I, I like, you know, was burnt in your head and then you decided to make it something that had sort of that Middle Eastern vibe or. Yeah. I thought it always, it always had it to, uh, <clears throat> to an extent. Cause that was another one that I did when, when it was Kathy Sasson was just down to a two piece. Oh, okay. And then I decided to uh, bring it out. So it, there is uh, another recording knocking about uh, of that. Uh, um, but I, I decided to redo it because although it sounded Indian-y um, at the time, because Rob put some like quite Indian-y sounding riffs in it, mm -hmm. which is why I think actually they gave him a credit for that on Spotify when they did it, because I wrote the bulk of it, but he wrote the Indian-y stuff into it. Okay. 
and it, um, it is signature to the song. So yeah, that's 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 that was a good call. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so when when I realised it was a sitar sound on this thing, I thought oh, I'm going to revisit this song. Then I'm going to redo mm. it and then, and put the sitar on it, and then hopefully I can play it so it sounds like a sitar. No, I I really and, think um, it. I mean, were you happy with it? Uh, yeah, I was. I was, I was quite surprised the way that one the way that yeah. one turned out because I didn't think I'd be able to do it as fast as I did. No, I, I really, that, that's it, one that I had marked as one of then, my favorites. Yeah, I, I really, it was, it was very different too from most of your stuff, um, you know, but, but I, I think, um, is there a genre you would never touch? Is there something you would just never, ever do? Or, you know, and, or is there something that you really want to do that you haven't done yet in terms of genre? Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing some heavy rock. Uh, I'd okay. have to really, I'd have to really uh, practice a the drums because I know there's a, I do have a double bass drum beater, but I've not dared use it in anything I've recorded that because <laughs> okay. I'm not confident enough to do it. Yeah, um, that takes a lot of practice. Yeah, I, I think if I did approach, if I did approach that idea, though, I might have to get some help. I think so. I'd, I'd probably you you know out. a couple of musicians, so I think you yeah. might be able to get hmm. what you need on I'd, that. Okay. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd reach out because there's a there's a couple of uh, well, there's a couple of people on the band together who, you know, I might I might ask, and then you know, I know with vocals as well. If I, if I had a song that I thought I really need a knockout vocal on this, and then there's I, well, like the, the Sh Shannon Darcy's one that I'd want to ask actually to do vocals if I had a song good enough for her voice. I think tremendous, that tremendous singer, and she's I mean. She just turned 19 and yeah. you know, was just killing it all over the place. So that could be really fun. Cause the, the Christmas collab that you did with Nick's, I want to say. Um, oh, Rex. Rex. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really sure what to, what to say about, about Rex. Cause I don't know how much, the, I don't know how much they actually want me to say, but I'll just for the benefit of people, because. Yeah. Because say, say they've got a very high voice, much higher than, much higher than they have now. She actually started out life as my daughter, and then she's trans. So she's a uh, so okay. he, sorry. Okay. So yeah, she's a he. So is a trans. Okay, so trans male now, don't they? Um, but luckily, because they they've taken these testosterone pills, and the, the voice has dropped a, a good bit. Oh, okay. But so that is I not was, a song that you would do the same way anymore. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. Um, but um, I was just worried that when they did that, they'd lose their singing voice and they haven't. Oh, that's great. So, okay. Yeah. That's great. So, no, so, it's, so, it's yeah. a great, uh, that's, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know there was any relation, so, but that's really cool. So, so they're on, they're on hand now, but I have to, have to make sure that I refer to them to my son now, which took a bit of getting my head round, but it's anything new does. Yeah. yeah. Anything <laughs> new. It's, it's like digital music, right? <laughs> you just have to oh, yeah. rock it. Once you've got your head around it, you're fine. So, oh, so, but, but, least, but, but at least I didn't get, at least because when I first got the uh, digital studio and me and Rob were trying to use it and we were trying to bounce down and we were reading the manual and it had a bit about that thick on it about bouncing down. Okay. And we were trying to, we, we were trying to do it, uh, trying to like, understand it and, trying to bounce these tracks down. I think we were only trying to bounce bass and drums down onto the same track. Right. And then, uh, and we were almost coming to blows with it because we were just getting so frustrated with it. Uh, we were, yeah. And, and, and in the end, we had to give up and go to the pub in the end because we just couldn't get around it. Anyway, <laughs> the, person who, you. The, the person who gave me this broken studio, 
uh, I said, how would you bounce down on this? Because we've been reading the manual and I've just been, I'm not going to kill it and each other. Yeah. I don't want to lose any more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she just said, right, you do this and then press two buttons there and then press the button there. It was and a lot easier yeah. than it. Is that it? <laughs> that's all they needed to do no Emmanuel. that's i never read maybe it's because of my adhd but i cannot read manuals i cannot read instructions i'm like i'm just gonna mash at this thing and mash and mash and mash until it works or it doesn't or i create something completely new then the thing can call space or whatever i don't know i'll invent something so okay but so yeah getting getting your head around anything new definitely tricky but but to, to kind of bring it back we were talking about shannon we were talking about rick's like do you since you don't seem to love doing the vocals for your own stuff and then you know you're saying that you might collaborate on um other elements too do you ever, do you, first of all, do you have any collabs in the works that I'm not aware of? And, uh, you know, is there any, it, would, would you ever do that where you'd bring in somebody um, to, um, to sing on some of your songs? Hello. Not that I'm volunteering, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've, not, I've not really thought about that till now. It's a, I think it's because, because you've been doing the, the interviewing stuff. So then if I, I thought I have it vaguely in the back of my mind that you're a singer as well. Why People always forget. I, as I say, I do sometimes too, because I'm so busy promoting everybody else's band that I'm like, oh, wait, I do actually belong to one. I should probably <laughs> talk about sometimes. But yeah, no, because I, I found myself on certain songs singing along, like in the sun, you know, um, and as I said, off the ground, like very much um, like that, that, that's a, and burnt even, you know, just although I was kind of harmonizing with the sitar, but that's that's a weird thing that I do. But but, um, you know, would you ever consider or even just bringing in someone to sing with you? Because um, I'm, I'm and I'm asking partly because you said that you don't like doing the vocals and also because since you do this and you're yeah. the you're the guy and you can do whatever the hell you want. You know, have you thought about that just to kind of keep it fresh or have like a a guest guitarist or, you know, something where you could really just dig in on the bass and the drums or any, any plans for that or any, you know, do you like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've not, I've not figured out who, who to ask yet. I mean, I've asked, um, I did ask, I did ask her one, it's another, it's another British artist, um, Sam Brown. She was quite successful about 19, late eighties, early nineties, I think. Okay. And I asked her, but the thing is about, um, Sam Brown, she lost her voice about uh, 2006, 2007, and it's never come back. Oh, so she's no. not been able to do that side of things. Oh, that's awful. But but she she bought an album out with um and she'd done it electronically. So she'd used some sort of that vocoder. So she she was singing to the microphone and playing it on the keyboard. Oh, I remember exactly like a Vocaloid thing or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, so I asked what she said, but she teaches ukulele now. She said she was, she was too busy with that, but. Oh. I don't know how much of it was that and how much of it was, you know, like, I don't even know this guy. And then, you know, like, I'm not very happy about the fact that, I, you know, I don't sing the way that I used to anymore. Yeah, that, that's, so that's really a, hard. Yeah, that's I, I, really hard. I got, I got, I got uh, politely declined. And then I've asked someone called uh, Izzy Kershaw, because one of my favourite artists from the 80s is Nick Kershaw. I don't know how if, how far he broke in America either. I, th I think his song, he had a song, Wouldn't It Be Good, which... Might have oh, got uh, yeah, flying. yeah. Wouldn't it be good if we? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. got almost like a Beach Boys vibe, but yeah, I I think 
I do think I know that song, and I think I really like it. If the, I, I do really like it, if it's a song I'm thinking of, yeah, that yeah, that would have been late '80s, yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, so this is a. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I've asked, I've asked, yeah, I've asked his uh, asked his daughter because I, I discovered them on Spotify, and I thought, oh god, I really quite like the, some of the songs they were doing. Oh, okay, and I, and I thought it'd be good, and it's it, that's a genre that I've not really paid much attention to mm, okay. and I listened to it and I thought oh, I quite like this I wonder, I wonder if there's any way we could possibly morph styles but they're a good bit younger than I am now yeah so, well so now I say, <laughs> the older now you say, get the, the more often mm, that happens I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah but so so okay so you might do more of like a heavy rock song is there a genre you just feel does not fit on you at all because you do so many different ones you know you've got rock stuff you've yeah. got like synth prog rock type stuff you've got some pop stuff like so i mean is there anything that's just off limits to you you're like i i, I could not yeah I don't, I don't like the i, I don't like the bubblegum pop okay that they did like say i don't know um people like aqua and Right, and, yeah, Barbie like, girl that, and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, really I, see. I, <laughs> I don't really see you. We'll have to get you all dressed up and tape some pigtails on you or something, and and it will be an abomination, and it'll sell huge in the metal community. They'll just remix the <laughs> hell out of it, you know. But yeah, okay, I I can completely and fully endorse that. I I do not see an Elio's um, bubblegum pop album in your future, but I I do like the idea of of collabs too, because one of the things that I've noticed with you is that you really love to do harmonies, you know, and you've got quite a deep voice unless you're tuning that down electronically somehow. Um, you can, you can no, hit a pretty I, bass. No, I've tuned it up. Um, the, the, um, well, the one that I've got coming out in July, I sort of, when I did the vocal on that, I've tuned her up, but that's because uh, I was quite pleased with the way the harmonies were turning out. I thought mm. I could expand on the harmonies a little bit. If you have it up, yeah. And by the way, that that okay. song. Do you want to say what the title of it is? That's coming out July eighteenth, or do you want to oh, keep it secret? No, I've, I think I've put it on Facebook quite a few times now. I was hoping to get pre-saves on it. Um, okay, it's made of stone. It's called. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I haven't seen and, those um, announcements, but I'll have to go look for that now. As I always say, um, Distrokid never lets me pre-save anything, but maybe Spotify oh. will let me do it. Uh, although it's, I can't do that either. There. Now that I think of it. <laughs> Okay, so made of stone. Okay, yeah. and that's coming out July eighteenth. So that'll yeah. probably be about a week after this airs. So yeah. um, people will will have to look forward to that. See, it's not too far off in the future. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's um, that's got a, I think it's a five part harmony in it in the chorus. Oh wow. Okay, and, you don't usually it, do that many harmony parts, do you? I'm not recalling. No. It's usually two or three. Mm. Yeah. No, this uh, yeah, I thought I thought I'd give it a little go, and I thought I'd, cool. I'd try and make it the main part of the song, and then so there's there's a bit where it's isolated, and it's just the harmonies and no other oh, instruments wow. going on at all. Oh, and wow. I was listening to that back, and actually I was quite pleased with the vocal sound in that because I thought oh, that sounds like a proper choir. <laughs> no, that's great. And so, then, and you're doing that just by tracking, or are you adding any like pedal effects, any kind of choral? No, uh, well, uh, on the main vocal, I've I've got this little voice box thing where you can have chorus and oh, okay. uh, and it's got, okay. it's got it's got an auto-tune on if i can't hit a note then i'll use an auto-tune if something right. goes a little bit high so off the ground the high register and off the ground i had to put an auto-tune on so i could get i could get the high note in there oh, oh okay rather than tuning it up i see what you're saying yeah okay 
And then, but I, I mean, I, I did double track that as well. So they've got what, so I'm naturally singing low on one and, and high on the other, but the high one was a little bit <laughs> too high okay. for me. Yeah, well, and, see, and, but, but but that that's why I was I was kind of interested in the fact that on the Christmas song you didn't do any main vocals on that at all, and no. so you know we've never heard Nelios with you singing with someone else. That could be really cool, don't you think? At least yeah. I had nothing that I heard on Spotify had anybody but you, or it was yeah. the Christmas song that had Nick's on it, and you know that was just them. So. I don't know. I I feel like that might be a natural. Anytime somebody tells me they don't like doing vocals, I'm like, oh, but maybe you just don't. You haven't had the fun with it yet, you know, mm -hmm. like or just really got because, I mean, it, harmonies are are. That's something that when when a band or a musician does that and does that well, I find it really sets the music apart, you know, because so many songs don't have harmony, don't use harmony, don't do good harmonies, don't do more than just sort of nominal backing mm -hmm. harmonies. But you know, when you when you really bring them in there and you you put them very much at the fore, you know, I think most of the time, especially on your choruses, you've got some harmonies going. So I think that could be really cool if you had multiple voices going. I'm just I'm yes. putting it out there. Oh, I'm yeah. not looking for work. I'm just it. putting that out there. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, no, I wouldn't be mad at you, but I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking for work or anything like that. But, 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 yeah. I. I don't know. Just consider it because I. I feel like you've got. And the reason I'm mentioning it too is because you've got so much texture in your music, you know. And I think that it's. I like what the choices that you make instrumentally around you know, where to add just even some synth way faded in the back, but it yeah. gives you a, you know, kind of a, a, a feel of something. And then, you know, you'll pop in some horns, um, you know, you'll, you'll do the oboe, the sitar, stuff like that. But again, as I said, it's judiciously done. Um, and I, I, I think that that, that makes all of the instrumentation so, interesting because there are so many places for the ear to go you know and yeah. so if it for me like you know being in a band where you know i'm one singer and then you know frank is is doing double you know equal duty with that and guitar we can play a lot you know when there's a there are two different you know whether it's a, a a tenor and a and a and a a bass or you know an alto and a soprano whatever that gives you i just i feel like that could be another um tool for you to play with you know so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just otherwise I'm just gonna keep singing along to them in my car and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make believe that it's like that <laughs> anyway. So um right. no, we'll yeah. be able to find yeah. somewhere to make that work, I think, wouldn't we? Cause, be uh, the, cool. the, yeah, because yeah, the, the other thing that I've done, because I, I, I was recording on a standalone at Tascam studio. Mm, right, right. And then somebody uh, uh, suggested that like, using Reaper. So I downloaded Reaper onto my oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. laptop, and yeah, I just fallen in love with it. I thought I didn't realize this was going to be so easy to use. There's probably it probably opens up a lot for you. Yeah, there's a lot to do, and even even just with EQ compression stuff like that, that you don't have to fiddle so much. So yeah, I, I yeah, I could I could see you're taking good advantage of that. But I mean, I I also wanted to get to certain lines and certain songs of yours really stuck with me. So like um every dog right that yeah. song is pretty dark <laughs> it's really you know um not musically but but just yeah. lyrically it's it's almost um 
it reminds me of like a, a Hotel California almost, um, you know, just instrumentally. But there's a line in there, um, and I'm sorry if I butcher it, but it's like, um, if, I, if, I, if I'm being positive, if I want to be positive, you know, I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was such a great, dark, <laughs> depressing, <laughs> but really also funny line. You know, it's like that gallows humor kind of thing. And, and you talked about doing the lyrics last, but I mean, you're, I find that, that what you're doing instrumentally and then what you're doing lyrically, it all works together so well that I'm curious how much of the lyric you know, because I know you said you mostly start with bass and drums, um, unless there's a riff right. that, that occurs to you. But And I know you said you do the vocals last, but that doesn't mean you do the lyrics last. So how how much, you know, at what point when you've got a groove or you've got a riff or whatever, do you start thinking through not just melody line, but lyrics? Because they, they work well. And sometimes if you do them way at the end, it's like, why is this lyric on this song? It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense, but I didn't get that with you at all. So kind of where is that in the process for you, the, the, the lyric writing? Um, I think the lyric writing comes comes out of the music. So if, if the song's got a certain feel, I think the lyrics will go the oh. same way, uh, the same way as the song does. And it helps that most of the time I'm not actually really trying to say anything or I'm not really trying to make any any kind of a point rather than just say, <laughs> Um, I've heard that the all the lyrics came from the first line of that, and I, I came up with that line, and I thought, oh, that's really, <laughs> that's yeah, really yeah, it works, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And um, so every, everything, everything just flowed after after mm. that one, and I got my pen and pad out, and it just See? flowed. It got, it got, it got, it got, it got tweaked a little bit now and again because you have to okay. you have to make you have to make things scan as as far as as far as possible. Right, absolutely. But you don't feel like you're saying anything with your lyrics. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't or think you're not saying, intending to, but you yeah. do end up doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what I mean is I'm not really trying to make any any sort of statements with it. Um, okay. Because I used to go, um, I used to go, you know, that, that fairly political, and then I thought I'm not, I'm not doing political because that'll put your song in a certain place then. Right, right. And right. what's happening politically at the time. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I just tend to write more out of more out of situations and then <laughs> and um yeah, every dog is, is is about just being on your own, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about being on your own and, and being unlucky communicating with people. But uh, it's interesting. I, I guess because I really like lyrics that are or at least seem, <laughs> as we've heard, it's not really about you and your life, but that seem intensely personal. You know, it's because um, I mean, so like, like um, exhilarating, for example. Yeah. Talk to me about the story there, because that is a bleak. At least it it reads that way. Um, where did that come from lyrically? Um. It's originally that was supposed to be about being born. Um, oh, and then, okay. And then and then and then breaking out from with from within the womb. Uh, but then it, it um, okay. Then it's all. Like I thought it was like a mental war, like a mental institution. <laughs> or something. It, did, it did. It did. It did morph into it. It's like it, it okay. Was like, then it blossomed then into 
they've been in some sort of secure unit with a straitjacket on maybe okay and then and then somebody taking your straitjacket off taking all your bandages off right but but the thing is that you've been in this mental institution for so long that you've become institutionalized with it so mm -hmm. you only feel safe there and so um they're taking all these bandages off and you're just so scared of what's on the outside of, of what it is yeah and yeah. that's when they say, you know, like they're taking these bandages off and they said, it's, you know, I'm supposed to feel elated by this. Why am I feeling so yeah, scared? By yeah. It? Yeah. It's supposed to be exhilarating. Yeah. Then, oh, that's so that now I'm, when I go back and listen again, I'm going to have to listen with the idea of being born. That's very cool because I can see that sort of the cottony kind of. Yeah. 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 That's uh Wow, that that's a pretty yeah, big I mean, leap, it, Neil. It did. <laughs> From I did, I did, being I did born get, to being institutional. It did get tweaked a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit, you know, just just a just a tiny little bit from when. But, but see, you know what? It actually works on both levels, still though, doesn't it? Right. So, I mean, people could could yeah, play that when their that. child's being born or institutionalizing themselves or whatever. I don't know. No, well, well, it's because it's because when you're in the room, you're totally relying on things that are happening around you. And then as mm. soon as you're born, you know, like you have to do things that breathe for yourself. Right. You know, it gets then, real. Then, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and then, then then you have to like root or what. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, but it's true. It's it's the idea of being both imprisoned and protected somewhere and then released for better and worse. Right. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, you could even you could even turn it into something related to dying if you wanted to, you know, it's just, I, I found that song really interesting lyric. I found a lot of your songs really interesting lyrically because um, you have some really cutting lyrics in there. Like the one that I mentioned about, you know, if I'm, if I want to be positive, I've got nothing to lose. Like that's, Ooh, you know, like that. I mean, and you may think it's, it is funny, but it's also, that's really yeah. serious. And I mean, you, you do manage to do that a lot, but I like that a lot of your lyrics work on different levels. And I'm really, I'm still kind of stunned that most of this did not come out of direct personal experience because it felt like it did. It really did to me. Yeah. I think that went out to put myself in someone else's shoes because I don't think I've ever been in a position in my life where I've been lonely. Yeah. I've never, I've never been totally on my own. I mean, I'm dependent. That's astounding I don't, I don't, to me. I don't cry. I don't have a cry for help very much. Um, but, the, but the, I mean, like, but so much of your music is about that. It really. Yeah. Is. I mean, like, because I'm listening through and I'm going, okay, so maybe he had a really terrible marriage and he had a really horrible divorce, or maybe this was like something that was abuse. Like, I mean, it, it's all in there, and I guess these are things that you've, you know empathize with people or sympathize with people about listen been a sounding board for but like it, you you inhabit it in a way that makes it i'm like i i don't mean to keep saying the same thing but i'm really surprised <laughs> that this was all kind of you know you you really um you're you're writing stories with your lyrics you're not just telling your story you're you're writing someone else's your yeah i think I'm it so might surprised. be I think it might be a bit like the way an actor works, where where you have the character that you're writing the song from, and then you just mm -hmm. really put yourself in mm. in their shoes. And I suppose if you do that, you actually become them for that moment yeah. in time. When you're well, if you're a good actor, yeah. <laughs> when well, I think that's the thing, you know, because not I've every not everybody gets that right. So, and when it's not right, it's really off putting because it feels disingenuous, you know. And so that that's why I I because your lyrics are really thoughtful. 
you know, and, and there is so much loneliness and there is so much despair and just, you know, anger and, Mm -hmm. um, feeling apart from things. And, you know, I mean like, like, um, okay. But like, so what about like, what if, for example, okay, which first of all, like I'm sitting there, the music comes on. I'm like, oh, it's like the scorpions, you know, it's got this really like big feel, this kind of arena rock anthemic kind of thing. And then I'm listening to these incredibly nihilistic <laughs> lyrics, mm-hmm. basically like, okay, well, what if the world just sort of spat us out one day? And like, would we even notice? I mean, like that maybe yeah. more personal to you than some of the other ones or... <laughs> Uh, well, it's, it's 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 a bit more through um, what I've experienced. It's um, it, it's it's a two sided story. It's a, one wants to do with social media, and especially with with Twitter. I've got a love hate relationship with Twitter because I look at Twitter and I think, you know, if if, if this is what the world's really like, then we're all in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the people arguing over the over the most stupid things on Twitter, but really getting nasty with each other about it. And I remember oh, yeah. thinking that, like, reading some of this stuff and thinking, well, if the world ends, you wouldn't even know about it. You'd still be arguing about whether mm. Britain's letting too many immigrants in or something. And, you know, like, mm. you'd be doing about, and the world would be crumbling around you and you wouldn't even And you wouldn't, you wouldn't even, even notice. notice. Yeah. And then, um, and then and then the other part of it, there's a, there's a part of, like, the d- depraved people reaping rewards. Yes. I thought that that was a that was a bit of a, a, a separate issue. That was uh, like reading things on the news and things like, uh, well, I don't want to I don't want to libel myself in any way, but you had a lot of top profile people going to prison or being in trouble for mm. paedophilia mm. and things like that, and they seem to be all people at the top end mm. of society. You know, the people who you, who you really wouldn't think uh, would be into that sort of thing, and that was about the depraved reaping rewards. Okay, yeah, that that was a line that stuck out definitely, and they and yeah. they steal it, steal it all from the poor as well, and yeah. that was that's what that line was getting. So, you know, mm. we're being robbed, and then we're being diverted to argue about these meaningless things on mm. on social mm. media, and yeah, so that we don't notice when the world falls apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it 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 so it's, that uh, one was that was a that was a harder one to to listen to, and and I think you also you know, with, with like kind of the orchestral elements in there, you made it feel big. You know, it, it was, it, it, it had that sense of this is something all encompassing. This is something global. This is something that affects everybody mm-hmm. if you're paying attention, but most people are not, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, the way I tend to look at that is that at a certain point you just can't pay attention anymore because for your own mental health, like you just can't, yeah. you can't keep track of everything that is crumbling or you will just go insane. Um, but it's, it's a good point. And I, and I just, it, it's just, but it's funny to me that you, you have things like, like with the clock, I'm assuming that's kind of like a, you know, having to get up, go to work, you know, just yeah. sort of your life not really belonging to you. And so there are a lot of the, you know, the, the themes in the album, um, you know, what if is a very different album than Dandelion to me? Like, you know, just lyrically, you know, musically too, but especially lyrically. But, but I mean, you, it seems like, you know, in a lot of ways, you're kind of shaking people a little bit with the lyrics on the what if album kind of like, okay, pay, t- pay attention because this is it, you know, like the, what you're doing right now, this is it. And that, you know, are you, are you living the life that you want to? And I just, I, I, I remember listening to, you know, the clock and, and going, yeah, 
Okay. This is a song that I think most people are going to be able to relate to really hard, you know, and just to, but I don't know. I don't hear a lot of songs about it, you know, just sort of like, mm -hmm. you know, you like, you know, thinking that it might be silly to like rearrange everything so much just for like an extra second of leisure yeah. time, you know, but it's not, it's not stupid. It's not silly. It's self-preserving, you know, and, and it's cool to hear a musician do that because I think we have to carve that time out, right? We have to mm -hmm. make time to be creative like that. We have to make time to write and to record and to, you know, produce and get it where we wanted. And, and we're kind of stealing that, but it's stealing back your life, which is really screwed up, you know, if you think about it too much. So that was where, that was a day where, you know, when I put that song on, I was like, oh, you know, I'm so glad that I'm not really tied to that kind of thing anymore, but so many people are. So I just, uh, I, I, you know, I, re I really like your lyrics and I, um, I'm, I'm, I am just, I, I don't know, I keep saying it, but I'm just so surprised that it, you're able to put yourself in other people's shoes to the point where I really thought these things were about you and they're not. Either that or you're completely bullshitting me right now. And no. it's like, no. <laughs> either you're, you're, you're either a really good actor or you're really, you're lucky that none of this stuff actually <laughs> reflects on you. But, uh, but no, I, I just, I did want to compliment you, especially on the lyrics because um, it's, I, as a singer, I listen for that first Usually, you know, that's what kind of gets me into a song, you know, like I know Greg is a drummer, yeah. will listen for the beats first. And, you know, I know our guitar players are always going, oh, you know, that, that's a really interesting riff or whatever. But I'm always so pleasantly surprised when I pick up, you know, someone's music and I, I find the lyrics so interesting, you know, and, and stuff that you could read that even without the music and go, oh, mm -hmm. wow. you know, almost like a poem. So. Yeah, I, I just I wanted to make sure I said that that I, I really, really I really like your instrumentation too <laughs> oh, and everything. I'm not saying, but yeah, the lyric the lyrics. Um, even though even though they're not about you, I'll have to I'll have to rewire my brain on that one. But that's okay. No. <laughs> <Just like laughs> <word for me. laughs> so I suppose, well, I suppose one or two will be um will be about uh, in the sun is about the relationship that I'm in now and thinking yeah I really want to go for this and that's okay. what. That, that's what I like the vibe for that one. Okay. And there's one on it called Divine, and that's about that's that's similar to that. That's about the relationship I'm in now, or going into the relationship that I'm in now. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so you're you're putting a little Neil in the lyrics finally. <laughs> I mean, do do you find that you tend not to do that more because, as you said, you think of yourself as sort of a fundamentally happy, satisfied person, and so there isn't that much to pull from, or are you guarding yourself, or a little bit of both? maybe um perhaps a bit of both hmm. you know because i mean that i think everyone's got a dark side to them and and a bright side to them and you know i just find music a very useful way of challenging the dark side to it like it doesn't come out it doesn't come out and not that it would i don't think no but it, you give it a place to go yeah you know but you yeah. know if it did if it you know i wouldn't say that, you know that if it didn't have the music to channel that out on and suddenly go around and start beating people up or <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but it, 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 I think it more often than not, it tends to go inward, right? You know, I mean, yeah. so it does have to go somewhere. It's some form of energy and you can't really destroy energy. You can just kind of transform it into something or um, change it into something else. But, uh, but uh, so I'm glad to hear that you've got some of you. Although it sounds like it's happy, which is good. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. glad that you're happy, but coming out in in the in the in the next couple of songs. So so you've got um 
you've got um, the the July 18th release, and then do you have a date for the the third one coming after that, or you're not sure yet? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I say I might rework an old one while I'm okay. getting another new one together. Okay. Well, and um, that leads me to my yeah my next question there. Like, what's next for you? You know, do you have stuff that's already in the works? Do you have like, is it an album that you've planned? Is it is it singles that you want to uh, put together? Well, what I was thinking of doing was uh, just just putting songs out as they as they come and as I'm recording them, uh, because what if took me two years to record to write and mm. record it all. Wow. Uh, um, and it's especially with, uh, with things like Spotify. It's really it's really easy to lose momentum, and then you know any any and people who do listen, get it back. Yeah. yeah. And it's not you know I don't have that many. I don't have that many. I mean, I'm not actually after that many listeners. I'm, you know, quite old now. I've got no, I've got no delusions about you know being on any like pop programs or anything like that, or a record company being. <laughs> hey, you're on Vox and Guest. About, I would oh say yeah, you've made it. You've made it. You know, you're. Well, it's all down. Here. <laughs> um, so what what I would quite like is you know for uh, and uh, somebody listening to think, oh, that's a really good song, and you know, I'd have a pop at doing that one myself and that i'm not i'm not precious about things so you know anybody anybody could cover anything that they heard if they if they wanted to you know mm -hmm. i do it with, i do it with other people's i'd ask their permission first though oh good <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay so you are gonna just write the songs as they come to you and then maybe at some point you'll gather them into an album rather than just waiting and releasing something all i think that's really yeah. right that, that's kind I of mean, the way the music industry sort of forces people to do things now anyway. You can't, unless you yeah. can crank out an album in, you know, three weeks or whatever, you're probably going to lose people. So I yeah. think that's smart. Yeah. And no, I, I can't write fast enough for that as well. And it's, and I can't <laughs> certainly can't record fast enough for that. No, it when you're, when you're, it takes you're me a while to get things together. And exactly. You're doing literally everything. So I think it's okay that you can't do that all instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Plus I, I think it would lose something. You know, if it, you know, some people I know can can come out with really good lyrics and really good instrumentation and get it all down really, really quickly. But I think more people need time to yeah. think of ideas and write stuff and get it where you want it. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, I mean, I'm happy because it means we don't have to wait as long for for new stuff from you. But uh, it is a little bit frustrating that you can't just have people, you know, remember the days when you used to have to wait for yes. like anything really you know like you ordered something in the mail and it didn't come within 24 hours you know you had to wait <laughs> weeks and weeks or you know you movies that, oh. that used to be in the theater and then they would take like three years to come out on video and now sometimes they're out at the same time and you can yeah. you know so nobody does that with albums anymore but i remember being a kid going oh my god there's a new album coming out in nine mm -hmm. months and i was all excited <laughs> i would actually wait for it and now people forget it they they, yeah. they they blink and they forget so like you're, no, you're smart I mean, to do what you're doing the, the other thing i found with it with the albums as well is that because when, when we used to have to wait for albums coming out and they, they came out you listen mm -hmm. to them you listen to every single song and you take in every single song on the right. album right and now especially with the um you know streaming things that you can listen to about 10 seconds or something then skip it onto the next one and skip it right. so you're not getting the right you're not getting that whole album vibe no, and and no, and it, it, it's it's funny. I was talking to Dion Powderband about this too. The idea that 
you know, everything is just singles, you know, and, and mm -hmm. you get maybe 20 seconds of someone's attention to either have them decide that they're going to keep listening or keep watching or keep reading or whatever your, your art medium is, or they move on. And one of the things I love about doing this show is that I allow myself the luxury of sitting and just listening through to the albums. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because sometimes what I'll do is the first time I listen through, you know, like when I listen to Dandelion, I just listen to it straight through in order. And then I'll put things on shuffle, you know, because I'm just sort of trying. And while I enjoy everything, I experienced it differently when I listened to it as the album, you know, in the order and the way that you put it together and really intended it, I think, to be listened to. And so, you know, I, I think, I hope that people will sit and actually listen to these albums and these EPs just at least once, yeah. you know, straight through, because there's a reason that they're put together like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I have a, a lot of the, a lot of the time they have a thread, don't they? So they they purposely some to put in an order that, that they put in. Yeah. I yeah. mean, sometimes it's just that, that um, it could be just that they put the first song in to just grab your attention to start with. Right. Because you, you don't get very many people who will start an album with a slow song, and no. you know, they put they put something in that really, yeah, they put something in with a strong right. hook on it to start to right. reel you in. Well, it's like playing a live then, set, right? You know, you don't start out with you know a ballad you're going to go in with something that's got some balls and grab everybody mm -hmm. and then keep them and you do that for a couple songs and then you can slow things down you know it's like a good mixtape right i mean you you know you you want to give people different dynamics but you want to make sure that you hook them before you let them go too far <laughs> especially these days our tiktok generation nobody can 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 watch for more than uh you know, 30 seconds at a time or whatever. But I, that's, I think, again, one of the reasons that I appreciate your lyrics and your instrumentation is because you are taking time clearly to craft things, you know, and to get them where you want them and to put them in the place that they need to be. And, and yeah. then to, to, you know, to, to make sure it's right before you send it out. And I appreciate that because it's, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of fast food music usually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the stuff where it, it came out quickly and you mm -hmm. can tell why. But uh, but no, you 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 really are. Um, you know, you, you're such a good lyricist, and and I really between that and the fact that I find all of your instrumentation really um, engaging. You know, and 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 interesting, and and funky and groovy, and also you know, rock and all this other stuff that you, you know, that you're giving us, I think that that's not something that um, you could do in a rush, or at least not no. have it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how long did Dandelion take to do? Because you said what if was two years, but was Dandelion faster? Yeah. Uh, about the same. I mean, Dandelion, okay. was, Dandelion was really early. I just didn't, I, I, I didn't have anywhere to put it because Spotify wasn't really a big thing when I recorded it. Gotcha, okay. So, so Dandelion was probably done between 2013, 2015. So that's really old. But oh. I had it there and I thought, right, I can get this stuff out on, onto a social platform now. And oh, then, I didn't realize it was that then, much older. Okay. And then, and then What If was done during lockdown. Right. Um, and I had I had a bit more had a bit more time. Well, I had a bit more time to get things together, but I still had to, I still had to work because I, I was a key, what's known as a key employee. So I still had to work. Okay. Um, but it, it, things did slow down, and, and you know we couldn't go out anywhere. So 
right? More of your more of your non work time was just yeah. open. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad so, I got the album out. <laughs> so I thought um, I, I thought I might get writer's block with having so much time on my hands and purposely <laughs> sitting down to to get things together, but no, it didn't. It didn't happen like that. It took a lot. It took a long time to work the things out and how to get them all, how to get them all together, how to get all the component parts in and make yeah. sure. Because there are a couple of times I've had to go back and I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of crosstalk in there that I don't like. You're going to have to change that one. In fact, off, off, off the ground, the, the brass had a little bit of crosstalk in it and I had to change one part of it. Oh, okay. So and you then, will go back and, and fiddle as yeah. needed. I guess if, well, I was going to say if you have time, but you take the time you need, which is good. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's, it's good being able to do this stuff at home because when we used to go in the studio, we were paying like, 10 12 pound an hour so expensive and we had to yeah yeah. we we did have to get things together um quickly then but uh, yeah you have to make really difficult choices in the studio (laughs) because it's too expensive (laughs) to take your time with it so no i i i I, that's one of the great things about having all this tech at your fingertips you know you you just yeah you have to buy it in the first place but then you can use it forever or at least until it breaks and then someone sells it to you and you replace the coil (laughs) (laughs) so neil we end every show with a little segment i call in the vox seat and uh you know it's funny doing these now because you know the first few people didn't know what questions to expect and now i know people tell me that they're cheating because they know what the (laughs) the questions are but i'm going to assume that either the answers are completely extemporaneous for you or you're answering them as you do with your lyrics for somebody else. It's about somebody else. So <laughs> the first question is, if you have to sum up your music in five words or less, what would you yeah. say? Oh, not for the faint-hearted. Wow. Okay. Okay. Not for the faint-hearted. Unpack that for me just a little bit. Why do you say that? Uh, well, because, like I say, I do delve quite dark into mm. in, into some of the things, and I've, I've had singers who've not really been comfortable singing. <laughs> what mm. so I have written stuff, especially when we had when we had um, when we had the female singers. Actually, it's quite interesting when we had female singers in Cafe Sassin uh, for a while, because I had to write from a female perspective mm. so that they'd sing the songs, and that was really interesting. Uh, so, I didn't use a Jack Nicholson approach because I don't know if you've seen a film, Jack Nicholson film called um, As Good As It Gets. Yes, yes. And and it, and it was a writer and he was writing from the point of view as a woman. Yeah, it's and, a really, and, really funny and horrible line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? He says, uh, I, I think of a man and then I take away all reason and accountability, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, I didn't yeah. tell that to any of our female. I, I didn't do that anyway. I just, no. I just tried to put I was myself say, in wait a minute, position Neil. right there. <laughs> you may not air this episode if that's your take on things. But no, but uh, I mean, it's so, it's so uh, would the women not, because I mean, I, you know, again, in a cover band, you sing whatever, but like people always ask me like, oh, are you going to change the lyrics to reflect gender or whatever? And I'm like, no, I don't care. I'm going to sing, you mm-hmm. know, if I'm going to kissing about kissing her or, you know, this or whatever, I don't care. But like, so are you saying that the singers that you worked with wouldn't, sing it unless it was written from the point of view of a of a woman when they were a woman is that the well I, they never actually put it in so many words but i, I just found it an interesting angle to write from and I found that it quite i can enjoyable. see 
sort of, no. yeah, taking it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You and I'll have to have a chat at some point about how different you found that to be. But uh, okay. So not for the faint hearted. I like that. And it's, it's, it's funny too, because your music is not heavy, heavy, the instrumentation, mm. but your lyrics are, so you kind of sneak it in. What were you going to say? Uh, there's a song on Dandelion called Thanks. And that's yes. from, that's from a woman's perspective. Okay. And that, that was that was supposed to be that was supposed to be for um Kathy Assassin to do. And but I, I quite like the lyrics, so I thought they can work anyway. But that was originally written from like is, a, is that the one from, about from the... a, like, um, a, like a frustrated yeah. housewife. Yeah, that sort of like, you know, thing. I've given all of myself to this and I'm not getting back what I Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. It's funny because I think that could be sung by anybody you know but it's 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 cool that you decided to approach it from a different although you do that anyway i think you you know when you're writing you're putting yourself mm -hmm. in somebody else's head so you know it doesn't matter um whether it's a man or a woman or whoever you just um you're in you're you're inhabiting that role which is cool but okay so the women didn't articulate that to you you kind of just took the opportunity to use a different lens okay i got yeah. you okay so not for the faint-hearted all right, your favorite thing about being a musician? My favorite thing, creating things. There's nothing like creating things, mm -hmm. and and it, it's not just it's not just being a musician. I like cooking as well, and I like creating. Oh, cool! You know, different things to different things to eat and 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 experimenting, but the music more than anything because there's mm -hmm. there's no there's no ceiling. There's no there's no point at which you think right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop this now. Mm. And there's, there's no point. And also, you can't turn it off. Anyway, I've, I've tried deliberately yeah. sitting back from it, and, and it just you just can't do it. And um, but yeah, it's just when when, when you when you've produced something and you're listening back to it, and you're thinking that uh, two months ago that didn't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then once something and something exists outside your head, and you're like, and and you get sometimes you get a wow moment. You know. And it's, yeah. And then when it connects with other people, for me, that's a favorite part yeah. too. It's just like, wow, you know, oh. something I made affected someone yeah. else like that. That's very I'll, cool. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, what got me. It's another song off Dandelion as well, and it's called Caught Up in the Headlights. Yes. And I, I was on holiday in Gibraltar, and I just sort of like, had a look at my, um, at my Spotify just to see, because I had about four monthly listeners. And I had a look at it, I had a look. And I was only doing it to show my brother. I said, yeah, this is how popular I am. There's only five people listening to me. And I looked at it. I've got 200. Where did that come from? And uh, That's cool. yeah, they're, they're all from Helsinki as well. Well, most of them, because majority are from Helsinki. So that must have resonated somewhere in Finland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to um, think what about that would, would specifically just grab people from Helsinki and nothing is uh, leaping to mind, but uh, except for oh, being a good I song. But okay, that's uh, the, the, the vagaries of media. There might be all Nick Drake fans because I was going for a Nick Drake feel of acoustic okay. guitar and strings, strings on that one. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see. Well, maybe I don't know. But that's that's the thing. If you get too into looking at the the numbers of anything, it will make you mad trying to figure out the logic of the whole thing. <laughs> you know, I, I really like. We have songs that have done oh. incredibly well on YouTube, and I'm like, that one really <laughs> like why that one? and you just you don't no. know what's gonna hit with people but 
I don't know. I guess it's just being grateful that people are listening, right? You know, plus you got to impress your brother. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the really that's all that was- that's all that it matters. Okay, so being able to be creative and putting that out there. So flip side, least favorite thing about being a musician. When things when things go a bit wrong. So like if you if you if you well not if your instruments let you down. Sometimes the tech lets you down or get getting mm. getting to grips with new tech. Mm. Uh, that, that's one of the worst things or having an idea in my head and then not being able to play it straight away and then you know like if I think of a bass line and sometimes I think of a bass line and I formulate one in my head and then I come to play it and I thought oh god this is a quite a bit harder to play than I thought it was going to be <laughs> and, then have to go in my head. <laughs> and then, then I have to go away and just practice that bit for a little mm. bit because okay. uh, the thing that I do to, one thing that I don't do like cheating even though I've got the even though I've got the facility to do it now, I mm-hmm. still, wherever possible, in fact, all the time, I don't, I've, I've, I've never punched in. I've always done something in one take. Um, I suppose it, it has got an auto punch, so I could do that if I wanted to. But I, I like things. I think it, it, it flows better if you do it all in one take. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Plus, you know, you get bragging rights on that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's completely I mean, sometimes fine. It works, uh, yeah, sometimes yeah, it takes yeah. about like 10 or 20 takes, especially if, 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 if I've written something that's a bit challenging. Yeah, and, and you have some solos in there that are that are definitely, I could see if you're, if you're doing that all in one take. That's really impressive, actually. Because, um, you know, studio, it's so easy not to do that. It really is. You know, you can, I mean, I've done that in the studio where they're like, okay, pick up the vocal here. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm mm-hmm. glad I don't have to do like either of these you know, eight bars or whatever, but like it, it is, um, I know what you mean. There's a, it's not momentum, but there's just a, a wholeness to it when you're doing it in one take like that, you know, yeah. and, and the energy can be different from take to take too, you know? So if you start in one place and then you end up on the second half of it, you know, from a different energy, it doesn't, it doesn't flow the same way. So, okay. So, but you are, you are not a fan of anything that blocks your creativity, whether it's the tech getting in the way or you have to take time to sit there and, and nail a certain part or something and you can't yeah. as quickly as you want to. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't mind sitting down and, and nailing a part because it's all, it's all part of the end product at the end of the day. Right. And so it's all part of making it sound as good as you can make it sound. Yeah. I suppose if it did bite off more than I could chew, then I'd have to, I'd have to simplify it in some way. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you've done that so far. So what are the odds, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I've not done anything because I, I like um, I like playing the, like slap style bass, and I like playing it, but I've never put it in a song yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something to think about. It doesn't record terribly well, though. I, I yeah, to, I could I could uh, see that it could get muddy um, or muddy other things up at least. But uh, I mean, I'm, I I know people do it, so maybe that's mm-hmm. just something to yeah. See, there you go. You have to do a heavy rock collaboration <laughs> with a female singer, yeah, using slap bass. That's it. It's it's like a, a game of Clue, you know, like you know Miss Scarlet in the library with the lead pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you have to do now. This is this is your musical homework assignment. So, okay, I'm I'm really interested to hear this one because I I don't know what you're going to say based on our conversation about influences. But if you had to pick one album to listen to, just one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. Mm. See, there's a 
there's a couple. I mean, that, that, um, I know there's the, a couple, but the first, <laughs> I might do a Queen one because I quite like the Night of the Opera album for Queen. Mm -hmm. uh, another one that I'd uh, it'd be a toss up between that and the Jeff Wayne War of the Worlds because I really like that as well. And that's you get, you're getting a double Jeff whammy. Be, okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, um, it's like all these uh, all this backing music, and then they're just reciting just reciting bits, or telling the story, glossing over it more than anything. War of the Worlds, but the, the music's brilliant behind it. Oh wow! Okay, and, yeah. I'll have I, to I, listen I, to I, could, I could quite easily take that on the desert island if that was the only thing I could. I was allowed. Okay, all right. So either that or Queen. Okay, I think either way you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> <laughs> you did not pick Aqua, which I I appreciate. I think that I think you made a wise choice there. So, okay, this is it. Last question, key moment. You ready? Your toilet paper roll. Does the paper go over the top or under the bottom? And give oh. your reasoning. Mm -hmm. give uh, reasoning. You have to give the reasoning. Okay, over the top. Okay. Uh, my reasoning for that really is because it's just easier. It's it's easier to pull from there than it is from there. You got to think about it. And also, if I get up to go to the toilet say at night, yeah. <laughs> I try not to put the light in if I can help it because that stops me right. getting back to sleep when I go back oh, well, to bed. Oh, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if it's around the other side, it's just a, a little bit more difficult to get. But somebody put this in an analogy for me and they said, beards are better than mullets. What is better uh, than bullets? Uh, beards are beards better than are better, are better than, than mullets. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree with that. Although. <laughs> Obviously, there were a lot of mullet fans at a certain point in time, and maybe oh. they're still out there. But mm, well, if you're beards alive, are better than mullets. I, if did you, you ever have Aid. a mullet? Did you have a mullet? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, was, I watched Live Aid. Okay, and I had a mullet when I watched Live Aid, and I just looked at looking across at all the well, you know, most of the bands, and I was thinking they've all got the they've all got these mullets, and also the fault just seemed to grow them out of nowhere. They've had short hair one day, and they've got all these mullets now. I wonder if it was hair extensions. So, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking it because it took me, it took me a little while to grow mine. It took me about a year to grow something resembling it. And then, so the Monday, the Monday after Live Aid, I went and and got my head shaved <laughs> just to. <laughs> so really, what Live Aid saved was your dignity, Neil. It oh, yeah. got rid of the mullet. <laughs> Oh, you I spent a year growing a mullet a year you that was a year of your life <laughs> that was a year of your life and at the end of it what you walked away with was a mullet shame on you shame yeah. on you know? believe me I, I i had i was a, i was a little young for the really big hair error but i had i had some unnaturally um large hair at points so i cannot throw stones i really can't but uh yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe when we do our collaboration on the heavy rock song where we're singing together, we can both yeah. grow mullets. Okay. Maybe we could do. Or, I think, or I've got, I think I've got a wig somewhere, a mullet wig. I'll just put a bald cap on or something. <laughs> I'll just get the rest of it. 
or just slick this part of my hair back. I'm sure there's a good way to fake a mullet now. We will, then people will have to wait a year for the collaboration. I don't know if it'll be worth it because now we know how long your mullet takes to grow. So, okay. So beards are better than mullets. I like it. Any, any thought that gets me into a conversation about a mullet is okay with me. So I appreciate that. Neil, you are a sweetheart. I've had so much fun talking to you today. And oh, it has just, been super fun. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. No, and I really, guys, you know, go listen to the music. And when you do, pay attention to the lyrics. Most of Nelios's music has lyrics on Spotify. Not all of it. And most of it is not time synced yet, but you can scroll. I know you know how. And just really absorb it, you know, because it's thoughtful writing, it's smart writing, and it's apparently a lot of fiction writing <laughs> because these are things that did not actually happen to Neil. But Neil, thank you again. It's been it's been so nice to finally meet you and get to talk to you and see you. Oh, it's been great. Splendent in your Death Pigeon t-shirt. Oh, yes. All right, guys. Thank you for watching Boxing Guest. We will see you next time. Bye. Thank you.